Round 19 saw the Lions maintain their dominance over Clarko's men, their 27-point triumph halting Hawthorne's promising resurgence. And now, not for the first time this season, fans are divided. Those hoping for a finals berth are crunching the numbers. And those hoping for a high draft pick are, well, crunching the numbers. We're going to unpack everything right here on the Hawk Talk podcast, the go-to show for all fans of the Hawthorne Football Club. My name is Nick Mason, and I'm joined by a man who I'd probably back 20 metres out directly in front down in Tassie. Certainly more than our players. G'day, Tiz. Bit rough. Could use rough. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, was it was it all that bad? Uh, that aspect of the game was. The rest of it, pretty good. I'm a little bit flat. Oh, look, you're right to be flat, Tiz, but it's not all doom and gloom. Are you saying you didn't like the way that we played out the rest of the game, or...? I didn't enjoy the game. I thought it was really? all over pretty early, yeah. Oh, I thought it was a pretty entertaining contest. Uh, you know, they were just so much better on the outside. Cleaner, more clinical. Ah... Uh, Easier opportunities when they got their goals. It was oh, such easy goals, and we had to work for ours. Look, the result is a damn shame. I don't think it's quite reflective of where the two teams are at. I thought we were in with a real chance most of the day. No, I, I never saw that. Maybe I was a bit negative really? on the day. Oh, my God, but you're negative now. Yeah, I, just, I, I, ne- I never felt like we were likely. I was waiting for him to flick the switch. I thought we mm. stayed in contention. You know, we were close enough for long enough. Ooh. But then when we didn't kick any with the wind and they were kicking easy goals against the wind, I just thought, oh, well, they haven't got it in them this week. And I thought having the lack of impy off the halfback flank mm. was quite telling in I t- the end. I tell you who did flick the switch. Uh, Mitch. <laughs> he yeah. really flicked it on the other Mitch. Well, I tell you what, mm. he didn't want the ball after those couple of misses. No, he didn't. And that's a little concerning. Ah, oh, no, that'll happen. It's a bad day at the office like, for the you, team. You've got to try and correct team. it, though. You know, you want the next opportunity I was only last week to on break the, pod. the streak. No, nah, it was only last week on the pod you were saying how good he was at bouncing back after a couple of misses. And yeah, well, he wasn't this week. Well, he, well, he, well, he wasn't this You're week. Only as good as your last that. game, Nick. Oh, only as good as your last game. So harsh. <laughs> no, nah, it was the whole team just had a bad day at the office. And, you know, even if I'm saying that, won the inside 50s won the clearances, I think we played actually pretty well. If only for not being able to finish and having polish where it mattered most, I think probably could have pinched it. Yeah, but those clearances were under heavy pressure. That's all right. Isn't that what you want? No, not really. Because they were getting... <laughs> Why? Because when you watched their game style, they were on the outside looking to hit up targets. It was far cleaner. I really thought that Clarko had bought his best air, but uh, they, weren't, they weren't anywhere near Brisbane for a lot of it. And oh, that was at a home ground. Yeah, I know. I was well, stunned. Yeah, they, they did play the ground better than us. Yeah. At the end of the day, that is true. And that's a little unfortunate considering that is, you know, Warple, a home away from home. I, I mean, I don't want to be too down, but Warple played a terrific game. Well, that's a good thing you've just said. So when you, I, when you say you don't want to be too down... <laughs> but then I thought other players just sort of... They were, I mean, Dan Howell, was he playing off the halfback flank? Was that right? Sure. I mean, he looked all right. But he's, that's not where he wants to be. We're, we're still experimenting again. <laughs> it's the experimental phase. It never left us, Tiz. We're still in it. <laughs> yeah. I thought we were out of it. No, no. Still going with that. I had visions of finals. Well, let's get into the social media stuff first before we get headlong into the recap. Uh, now, iTunes, you can rate and review us there. We've got some reviews and shout-outs to do, but we'll get to that at the end of the show. Uh, happy to read those out. For now, though... 189 ratings, Tiz, on iTunes. Big jump. It's caused to take a look at a couple of superstars who have played 189 games for Hawthorne. And we've got a sensational pair this week. 
uh, we're celebrating his swagger, his on-field flamboyance. He was a hunter, tis, as well as the hunted. It's Dermot Brereton. <laughs> Gee, haven't we settled on a good number? Yeah, that's right. Dermot Brereton, 189 games for Hawthorne. He debuted in the semi-final against North Melbourne in 1982, tis. Yeah, and he kicked uh, how many? Five goals. Because he was best on ground that day. Well, basically, it's just ridiculous. Because yeah. he had five goals and a number of assists as that, well. That's so. how you get the nickname, The Kid. <laughs> that's right, yeah. Uh, his resilience in big games is obviously the stuff of AFL legend, uh, noting in particular those heroics on that one day in September 1989, that classic grand final. Yeah, and that image of him just screaming into the void of yep. pain, really, and continuing. Just one of the great images in Hawthorne's history. A five-time premiership player is Dermot Raritan. PCM winner starred in a minor role in the 2002 film Trojan Warrior, which grossed $88,059 at the box office in Australia. So, Yeah, well, just, we all know about that, of course. <laughs> well, I'm just highlighting the Did key points of this Did you IMDB Dermot Raritan? It might have been on Wiki. <laughs> <laughs> you know who else starred in that film? No. Chopper. Chopper. Playing Eric Banner. No. I'm really? serious. Is that yep. before or after Eric Banner played the Chopper? After. <laughs> Why would he play it? Oh my, clearly after. Oh, right? I, who knows? This the, is a strange universe. Well, that's true enough. Not like the other one. <laughs> Another hawk that played 189 <laughs> games, Tiz. The human highlight reel, Cyril Rioli. No. Four-time premiership player, Norm Smith medalist, three-time All-Australian. Tis one of the most electric and exciting players you're ever likely to see. I don't think we're going to see another one like him for a long time, if ever. It's just once in a lifetime for me. Yeah, nothing will compare to Cyril's impact on our club for a long time, I wouldn't imagine. When he actually uh, called his retirement, Tiz, we released uh, a special tribute that I'm not sure... We've had a lot of listeners jump on board since our show, so I'm well, not sure we, everyone would be... We created Facebook after that. <laughs> actually, yeah, I think so. So, yeah, we've taken a hell of a lot of people with us in the time since we released it. And uh, what I'm going to do for listeners, uh, it's called Celebrating Cyril. It's a nice little... Uh, did we call it a vodcast at the time? I think so. Yeah, so we recorded a podcast and put that to a, a pretty good highlight reel of Cyril. So what I'll do is I'll link that on our social media pages and uh, you can find it and watch it there. It goes for about an hour and it's just absolutely joyous. Uh, I, I revisited it myself for the first time, probably since we published it. And, it was good uh, fun to do, actually. It was great fun to do and great fun to revisit. So we'll post that on Twitter and Facebook. Hey, speaking of those two things, Tiz, at HawkTalkPod on Twitter, uh, can we make it to 1,600 followers by season's end? I hope so. That'd be good. So jump on board there. And you can find us on Facebook too, facebook.com slash HawkTalkPod. So Nick, Glenn Ferry Hotel, did it sort of stem your worries and... What amused me most about watching it at the Glen Ferry Hotel, which is a fine establishment, I actually really like watching the footy there now. Cha-ching. <laughs> yeah, I wish. Uh, no, it's great, but what you amused me... Have a go at the pokies? Me, Do they have pokies there? No, I don't think so. Oh. Uncharacteristic they for a Hawthorne for a establishment. But I know that. No, what I found amusing was uh, with about five minutes to go in the game, there were people behind us when the ball was kicked into space and you had the both teams running for it. Yeah. The person behind us was like, oh, go! And I'm like, go home. It's over. <laughs> We're 30 points down with five minutes left. Did you do I, that? Did you do that, uh, you know, the shoulder check? No, no, I wasn't that mean. <laughs> I, I did have a word to my dad at the time. I said, can, can you believe the people behind us? <laughs> Super invested when the game's all but done. But uh, no, look, I admire that. They're into it and they're hopeful beyond all hope. Yeah, well, I mean, you got to enjoy it, don't you? Which is uh, which it's is... clearly something you didn't do. No, 
<laughs> okay, so what what actually happened mm. was the highlight came very early for me. Okay. And I thought we could have been on. Oh, no. I, I know exactly what this is going to be now. I've walked right into it. The big con. Oh. <laughs> they think he's crap. He's actually genius on legs. Oh, so that's where the con comes into it. <laughs> I see. I see what you've I done I hardly there. man him up at all. It's weird. Anyway. <laughs> is it? Yeah. yeah. Um, I wonder why that could be. <laughs> don't do this. <laughs> Wonderful first goal. Terrific. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. I'll give him that. He had two as well. He, he had did. two, he for, had the two for the game. Two one. Yeah, and we could have been could have kicked a bag. To we could, that's not a bag. <laughs> a bag has to be more than four. This yes, no, I Come agree. On. I agree. Anyway, we could have been three goals straight before mm. Brisbane had had a look in. Yep. Had things gone to script? No, it, I enjoyed that immensely. Look, as far as I'm concerned, it's the accuracy was really the only thing dire that didn't go to script. I mean, Brisbane gave us a great look at this game. We could have won. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I was very impressed with uh, Gunston's kicking kick for goal. That was a lovely kick. Yes, Took, yeah. Brought the wind, brought it back straight through the sticks. Well, he wasn't the only one on the day. If anything epitomises how hard it was to kick for goal, I know Brisbane made it look easy, but Hawthorne's kicking for goal. I mean, we had Gunston, whose who's kick swung in the wind. Burgoyne did the same. Yep. It, it seemed like it was very difficult for our blokes on the day, which is something Tom Scully gotta... burned a few chances. Yeah, he had no penetration on his kicks. Well, most we noted of the day. that a couple of weeks ago. Remember? Yeah, that's was, right. Especially around the body. But mm. is that due to the lack of preseason or conditioning? Oh, maybe, or? maybe. Oh, we'll get to these two blokes. But I think Scully and Wingard. We're we're not seeing the best of them, and that's fine. We'll, we'll get it in twenty twenty. No, let's have a look at Wingard's game time because uh, that that he didn't seem to be out there all that much. Is this Chad Chat? We're entering Chad Chat. Yeah, so that he did seventy percent game time. We actually heard from a few listeners on Chad. Uh, Brent actually asked us at Hawk Talk Pod, "What are your thoughts on Wingard since coming back, playing a lot more up the ground?" And I think I love it. He has a bit of class around the ball. Yeah, inside and outside, it's good with Chad. Mm. You got a bit of trust in his ability to retain possession. I do. Yeah, he seems bloody enthusiastic, which is pointed out by Josh here at Hawk Talk Pod. Uh, Wingard is bloody hard at the footy. His hands at the, in the contest are very clean. He's really impressed me over the last fortnight, and I was a skeptic. And he seems to have the ability to hold on to the ball if there isn't a good option and still not get pinged most of the time. <laughs> Wingard's stats for the day, 21 touches at 76.2% disposal efficiency, no clangers, four clearances and six inside 50s. Six, wow. Yeah, he's one of our best in that regard. Uh, we heard from Cheryl as well. I look at Wingard and Scully and compare them to Jarman Impey and his first year as a learning the system year. We'll be expecting big things from them both next year and looking forward to seeing what they can bring to the team, which I think is perfectly fair enough from Cheryl there. Yeah, it's all up from here, isn't it? We're looking at a team that's... A little bit younger, a little bit uh, underprepared against a team that is just full of enthusiasm and has a decent, but not a terrific game plan from Brisbane, but gee, they know what they're doing. I said it about a fortnight ago. I'm not sure if I actually said it on the show, but I... They're heavily invested in it. Well, I happen to think that Brisbane are Smokies for the flag. Well, they are now. <laughs> no, I, I'm saying I, I said it a fortnight ago. Yeah. I don't know if I said it on the I show. Think got, but... I think they've got to play Richmond in the in the last round. I think they will, do, yeah. Which will be an interesting little uh, moment. Yep. Now, do we get behind Hodgie? Is that a thing now? Or Well, that's what I've been wondering. Because I, I, I've been thinking, how would I feel about it? And, uh, no, whatever. He gave us four flags. I mean, good luck to him. Yeah, have a fifth. Well, why not? I mean, I don't know. Are Hawks fans really booing Hodgie? Did they? Well, 
I don't know. Were there any at the ground that brewed Hodgie? I'm not sure. All I'm saying, if Birchall can pinch him in the nuts and he can laugh it off. Did you enjoy that moment? Did Hodgie? I no, mean, that's did, the question. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't in their best, Hodge, was he? No. But he runs at 92% disposal efficiency, and you can just rely mm. on him. You saw how he marshals their defence. Incredible. But I loved... Mm. Did you see Burgoyne push off him to get that goal? Oh, that was sublime, wasn't yeah. it? So good. Hodge looked completely lost in that moment. <laughs> uh, two old men, eh? And then virtual marks against him and lets him know about it. Hey, uh, whilst, whilst I think of it, um, that was uh, Burgoyne's game to tie the record. As uh, an yeah, Indigenous player... Yeah, who cares player. about tying it? Well, it just means he's going to beat it this week when he yeah, plays. Yeah, I know, but that's the celebration moment. It's not yeah. when you tie it. No, I, I guess so. Why can't it be a two-week-long celebration? Yeah, uh, you know. Well, okay. Well, we've all had that girlfriend, haven't we? <laughs> my my birthday's a week long and includes both Saturdays. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is that was the one to tie the record, and now we have the the game against North. He's going to break the record. Burgoyne will be the longest-serving Indigenous player of all time. Well, not of all time. All time up to this point. You don't know. If the world could end tomorrow, then there's no time. Time <laughs> is a human construct, and if we're not here, it means we're bugger all. we two universes. This is getting a little bit weird. This is getting a little bit cerebral for my life. Yeah. It's supposed to be a footy podcast. This is escapist. That's what this is. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring us right back down to earth. Uh, oh. <laughs> look, all I'm saying is we heard from Jacob, okay, who I think had a very level-headed look at this game. At Hawk Talk Pod, everyone, chill. We actually played a very good game today, but just kicked inaccurately. We dominated the lines in every aspect of the game, except for converting our shots on goal. Calls of it being our worst performance of the year are hysterical. Oh, absolutely. That's hysterical. Okay, so I've got you on Friday that night. <laughs> oh, don't even. We cannot lose to North. I will not abide by that. Well, we've had some really awful matches against North at Marvel in true. the past. Uh, yeah, I'm, so I'm, this, is, this, to me, is a danger game. Well, I'm not going to say I'm not concerned. I am concerned about this week. But look, I I, I, to... I've at least got you at this point. You won't say it's the worst of the year that we just played. No. As Do you want to nominate as... something? Well, no, but as down as you are, you won't, you won't say it was that bad. No, it wasn't. Okay, that's good. Yeah. No, that wasn't one of Brisbane's best performances. And certainly Frawley was terrific on Hipwood. Indeed he was. Quantum Hawk pointed that out, actually, at Hawk Talk Pod. This week I've seen Rampy suggested as an All-Australian fullback. Oh, and there's Jesus. A, I know, right? Actually, he's injured this week. He's got it, a, it, some it, sort of an eye complaint. Rampy. Does he? No, I just read that before hitting record. Gosh. Uh, and there's been much excitement about Kennedy's seven goals. What about Frawley doing what a fullback does? He points out Hipwood, one goal, one. Radigalea. Zero goals one. Kennedy, zero goals one. Cameron, zero goals four. And we are a much better team with him in. Did they include the fence in the Cameron stats? Fence collected? Oh, right. <laughs> Did Champion Data chart that? Or <laughs> should ask them. Uh, but no, Quantum Hawk is quite right. And as you are too, Tiz, that Frawley was sensational. At the start of the year, he looked a little bit proppy. Yes. And he's really just grown into the role. They're quite good in defence, but without the run, I didn't like us at all. And the other thing that I don't think works is two rucks. Yeah, I wanted to talk about this. The late change for the day. O'Brien coming out with calf soreness, I believe it was. And it's uh, another time where they knew he was out on the Friday. Mm. Like Birchall was out on the Friday against Geelong. Yes. And they just held off. Well... One of our listeners, TJ41, had a bone to pick. He says, For some years now, HFC has been very non-transparent about injuries to players. Always a lack of updates and info. Also, kings of the late change. As a member, I find this frustrating. Keen to get your thoughts. What's frustrating about it? Um, it's an interesting question, isn't you it? you feel distanced from the club in that moment, not knowing? Is that what it is? 
Unless you've got a bet on, it really doesn't shouldn't affect your enjoyment. Yeah, I, well, I wonder if it's for the sake of strategy somewhat. Like, how transparent... Oh, come on. I think they knew Timmy didn't get the flight down. Supporters did. Yeah, so Brisbane definitely knew. But there are other times when, where games are played in Melbourne, and yeah. that's not the concern. Okay. But on this occasion, yeah, I'll pay you that. But uh, why do they do it? If they know, the only thing I can think of it's is, it, is it's yeah, strategy, right? Yeah, matchups. Yeah. 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 But Segler, probably not the right call in, in retrospect. I think they needed another tool, but oh, it's so frustrating for Timmy, isn't it? It is, yep, just as he gets going. And I mean, soreness, it's so generic. Do we trust that anyway? We have no right to be well informed about these things. Well, some members would say otherwise. Because we're stakeholders. That's right, yep. Okay. Well, I don't happen to be on that train myself. I trust the club to do what they want to do. But I get where people are coming from. Well, I mean, you can't tell. I mean, Hodgie's not going to come out and say he has a cracked rib in that 2008 grand final. Exactly right. Because it's going to be targeted. Yeah. And similarly with some other injuries, which is why they put general soreness and, you know, major soreness and commander soreness. (laughs) I was waiting for that. (laughs) Uh, I, I Yeah, it's a tough one because... As a supporter, do you worry now that there's something wrong with O'Brien or do you just see it for what it is and go, oh, yeah, it is soreness? Or do you... No, you don't believe it's soreness. Well, oh, look. do they not get sore? <laughs> they do, but, I mean, it's very frustrating, but uh, you can't really have a go at the club for not telling us. Well, I'm not inclined to do so, but I get why people would be annoyed. Uh, we heard from Tony as well. Uh, is Tim O'Brien a better pick for balance and flexibility than Segler? I think yes. Yeah, well, one can go behind the ball for a start. That's true. Segler just didn't really achieve anything but blocking McAvoy and blocking Lewis, really. They, they just seemed to get in each other's way. Is there no one else they could have brought up? I mean, Bruce had his worst game for the year. Yep, I'd agree with that. And Answorth kicked a goal on him, ran off him all day. Yep. Uh, didn't seem like Clarko had any fresh ideas for Bruce mm. when, when he pushed him onto the ball. But he's had a dog of a year, to be honest. Bruce? Like, yeah, he's struggled yeah. a lot. I mean, he's kicked a lot of goals. But, I think he's our leading goal kicker, but I'd still agree with that assessment. But in terms of how much effort he's had to put in, it's been a lot. Mm. He's been getting a lot of attention. Yep, uh, that's true. I mean, he is coming off an All-Australian year as well, so expectations were set very high. And I imagine that he's been flagged for that with opposition coaches. Yep. They know to put the time in. Oh, he's a fantastic link player because mm. he's very good at the scoring chains. So we really need some other threatening to goal threatening talent up there to give Bruce a chop out and it's just not happening for him at the moment cuz uh, Gunson's been below below par and being used elsewhere as well he's not always up for it yep i think some of this gets resolved when Mitchell comes back i know we tend to harp on about that everything will be okay when Tom Mitchell comes back but i think it frees up Wingard to play less of a midfield role and we can have him as an x factor up forward i i can't help but i know think- I, I like Wingard in the mid and I wanted to be able to go forward as well. And that's fine. I would play him either place. But if if Bruce is down, it doesn't hurt to suddenly have Wingard up there as well and just provide you with an alternative. There's some fascinating decisions going on at Hawthorne in the next month or two. Absolutely. We're a team to watch. As, as ever, we're a really exciting it, it team to management watch. management decisions, really, not on-field decisions. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew that's what you were going to say. <laughs> uh, let's talk about what happened on-field, though, uh, in this game, in terms of awarding a really pleasing BOG. Uh, I reckon take your pick from the midfield, Tiz. We've got four names up here. Uh, O'Meara, 
26 touches, uh, 65.4% disposal efficiency in the clinches there. Team high, eight clearances and a team high, 10 tackles. Well, I want to award uh, Daniel Howe, cleanest on the ground. Was he? What did he? 85% disposal efficiency. Wow, okay. So people people in our side were very well down on their normal efforts. Mm-hmm. No one in the 90s. And they they really went to town on, on our key players like Sicily mm-hmm. and even Hardwick looked looked uh, under under stress for a lot yeah, of that game. He struggled a bit. Uh Liam Shields I thought still did well. 24 touches at 75%, six clearances and nine tackles. What did you make of Isaac Smith's game? I thought Smith was very good for us. Yeah, I would agree. 21 touches at 81% disposal efficiency. So up there near uh, near how 11 marks, which I think might have been the most of our team. Kicked a goal. Yep. After missing an absolute shocker to begin with, he made amends quite quickly. <laughs> and uh, as you flagged earlier as well, Tiz, James Warple, uh, 34 touches at 76.5% disposal efficiency. Good to see that number just is... He seems to be raised. one of the few players who could find space in the middle of the ground. That's right. Seven clearances as well and six inside 50s. So six, matching, yeah. uh, matching wing guard on that stat. Yeah, well, I mean, it's all in preparation for next year. That's why I said at mm. about three-quarter time, bring on 2020. Because I'm over there. Did you say that three-quarter time? Yeah, that was about then. Well, Jeez, I felt you it went then. early. Yeah, anyway. well, that's fair enough. Yeah, it just wasn't our day, really. Uh, oh, we, some... we didn't have the win in the last quarter. Don't forget that. Oh, okay. Something I do want to bring up, because I felt like Twitter descended upon this like a pack of vultures. Oh, here we go. One guy in particular. Is this Ben Stratton? No, no, it's not Ben Stratton. He didn't have a great day. No, he didn't. Uh, Paul Popolo. I think people came after him a bit. We heard from Daniel. I'm not singling out Daniel. Daniel is just leading a chorus here. It's not just him. Uh, at Hawk Talk Pod, Puapolo, it's What's time. What's his handle so everyone can... <laughs> I'm not going to say that. Puapolo, <laughs> it's time. Far from our worst, but apart from running around and laying a few tackles, he isn't as damaging as before. I wouldn't mind seeing CJ in his role despite him being played down back at Box Hill. We need some X factor and unpredictability in our forward line. Well, it's certainly unpredictable. I'll give him that. <laughs> <laughs> for the very reason he pointed out, I think, yeah. as well. Because <laughs> he's been behind the ball at Box Hill. If Impey was see, available... I can see his point. I, I would love to see someone on Friday night who's a bit different to Poppy. I think Poppy's deserving of a rest, to be quite honest. He's played every game this year, Poppy. If he's staying with the club, fair enough, I guess. Uh, if he's not going to be here, what have we done this season? Why have we left it till four games to go when we've not tried anyone else in his, in his role? This tells me that he has to be getting another contract, right? Uh, yeah, well, he had six tackles. I mean, it's a lot of effort for a small forward that gets almost no reward from his teammates. He gets picked week after week for less than that. Yeah. So, I mean... It's not his fault. He's the bloke down the line <laughs> getting the ball kicked on top of his head. All right? I know I had a go at him last week because I felt I could stand behind him and still take the mark. But... <laughs> He's a he's a workhorse. He does a power of work for that for that forward structure, and there's obviously no one there pushing him out. Can we not try someone? It's, it's, what? There's absolutely no one more. Can we bring more? Well, Moore's injured, Moore, isn't he? Ross Walker. Yeah. Did you think Rafael might get a reprieve this week? Yeah. Uh, possibly. I hope not at Mitch Lewis's expense. I don't he know what. He likes playing north. He does. I don't know what that would do for Mitch Lewis to. I thought it would side. be Segler. Well, that would be, yeah. Yeah. 
and then O'Brien should be right. Although it is under the roof, so... Uh, we heard from Nicholas Vines at Hawk Talk Pod. I don't know if it was just me, but I seem to enjoy last week's game plan much more than this week's. Funny that, <laughs> when we won. Uh, I just found we went back to our long bomb in hope too often when we didn't have options to kick to. Well, we were pressured into kicking down the line. It's true. Uh, whereas Geelong were quite lazy. Mm. And they didn't structure up and, and, and sort of delete our... Options going forward. I thought um, Birchall tried to control the tempo at yes. stages and yep. we looked good. But without Impey sort of breaking up um, the defensive structure, we just looked pretty impotent coming off the halfback flank. But you say that. I will stress to listeners again that we had our opportunities. The scoreboard says so. It was very predictable though, Nick. Very predictable, but almost got the job You've done got to anyway. understand that we played about ourselves against Geelong and then we sort of regressed. Against Brisbane. That'll happen with a young team. Yeah, well, the, the fact that our back line looks so slow at times, mm. which is something Fagan did really well. Yep. He made sure Charlie Cameron was starting on the wing and running through, mm. you know, right to the full back line. And no one's going to stick with Charlie that far. No, no. Exposed for pace. Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah. It was a classic Hawthorne uh, silver bullet, it's, isn't it's it? It's just what they did last year down in Tassie. Yeah. It wasn't anything... Yeah, Brilliant got, about it. Look, you got me there. That is true. Yeah, yeah. it did have a very um, eerie, familiar feeling about it. Anyway, we'll uh, tie a bow on that one and get on to the next Even game. Bloody Christensen was kicking goals. That doesn't happen often. That's dire. Uh, North Melbourne versus Hawthorne at Marvel, 7.50pm on a Friday night. Oh, good. Back in the limelight. We've earned it. <laughs> uh, for those clinging on to a mathematical chance of making finals this is one that Hawthorne has to win Tiz or if you're like me and just hate North once again this is one that Hawthorne has to win Tiz <laughs> <laughs> well they look terrible against West Coast what yes, happened yeah, they've they had got... a good month North and they're yeah. trying to get that coach that they found in the in the back of the box um, <laughs> up into the main role what's his name Reese. He's a sure thing. Yes, uh, absolutely, apparently. They're not, they don't want... Um, By oh, default. Who don't they want again? They didn't want Brad Scott, and now they don't want Ross Lyon, that's it. Oh, they don't want Ross, okay. No. They ruled Ross out. They did, they did. As would I. It's probably the one thing I agree with North supporters on, or the administration down there. They were steamrolled by about 50 points, and they're coming back from Perth. We're going to swing some changes. I imagine... They'll, they'll have to swing some changes. They'll have their hand forced. Yeah. Perhaps the game plan has been found out by Adam Simpson. Because you know how these these new coaches have a honeymoon period. Mm, you think it's over? Could be over. Could be curtains. I'd be very happy if that was the case. Do you reckon it'll be well attended Friday? No. I mean, you could say that Hawthorne's season's pretty much over, but isn't North is below us on the ladder. They're definitely done for the year, aren't they? They still kick 10 goals, 12-72. Which goes than, close to what we I kick. I was going to say, better what, than what we week. managed. <laughs> Manage most weeks, in fact. It's quite a high-scoring game, that one. Anyway, if you look at the full-time stats, who do you reckon was going to be North's best player? These are the three best. These are the four best players for North against West Coast. Okay. Dumont, Polek, Goldstein, and Ahern. Okay. All right. How many of them do you know? Well, I know all of them, but... Just don't really rate them. Dumont? Yeah. He's come from nowhere. Mate, back in the anti-fantasy league, uh-huh. he was getting picked every week. Ahern's uh-huh. been uh, 
been overlooked for about a century down at North after he came from GWS. That's true, yeah. So Their fans were getting really irritated <laughs> with him not being picked. <laughs> then you got Zerha and, and finally Cunnington and, and Higgins. and Jeez, actually, Cunnington was well down. Yeah, Jen Anderson's actually turned into quite a player for them now. That's true. We waited a long time and saw nothing. And Oh, well. Did we wait a long time, would you say? It felt like a long time. It didn't to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm remembering it incorrectly. So you're not convinced with Segler? No, I, I think this team has some worries, and I would not prescribe uh, sexual healing. Wow. <laughs> Do you want me to throw again? <laughs> Leave it in, Nick. Okay, Nick. <laughs> what I'm going to tell you is if Segler remains on the list, then he'll probably get an offer from GWS or someone in, That's need, of a, in need of a Ruckman. Although yes. Tom Nichols at, at Gold Coast seems to be on his way. Mm. So he'll be filling a post himself. But I had a question from Greg, which you are going to love, and I can see why he came to me and not to the official cast. Right? <laughs> One for the podcast. Idea of developing Connor Nash into a ruckman. I've thought about this, actually. He's got the height, runs well, second in the time trial, I think. He's mm. fairly well built. Fairly well built. Has he had a look at him? <laughs> Greg right, goes mate. on to say he, uh, he, links, he, he links him to Reese Stanley, which is like a put down. But, um, <laughs> but then he said, I'd rather see McAvoy Nash than McAvoy Lewis, which is an interesting thought. I've got to say that I have had the same thought. You thought Nash in the ruck? I have thought that. Wow. Is that, it that crazy? I don't feel like it's that crazy. I feel like it's a bit crazy. <laughs> why? I, you just listed all the reasons why it could work. Uh, have we had any Irish Ruckman? I know we've had a Canadian Ruckman. We kept being told about that Canadian Ruckman. But an Irish Ruckman, Jim Steins comes to mind. <sighs> is that the only reason you're against it, is heritage? What's wrong with you? I don't know. It just takes a while to learn it, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. So, what's he had, two years now? I remember him taking out Vickery at the, uh, at the open day that time. Yeah, Jeez, that Vickery, classic moment. Vickery was so angry. It's great. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but, yeah, imagine him in the ruck. It could be incredible. He'd be so quick. So, what, what side of the fence are you on? I, I, don't ha- I don't care. There's no fence there, Nick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, just a, it's just a thought experiment. Look, I tell you what it's I the see. The experimental phase tears, anything can happen. What I see is Nash is an on baller who <laughs> sometimes puts his hand up for the ruck and McAvoy just watches. <laughs> right? And they go to McAvoy and then Connor Nash just runs over the top. Don't you have to nominate? Yeah. How would that work? Well, Ruckman are pretty dumb, I think, is how that would work. Okay. Hello to all our Ruckman listeners out there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it's just, it, it, it would be very quick. It's an it's an option. I'm just saying it's an option. I I'm don't not, think I'm it'll eventuate. It. It just, not, well, I don't. Think I appreciated Greg for bringing that to the table. Well, it's fair enough. The thing that Nash seems to do well, at the very least, is compete. I don't think he really attack on the ball. Is there handballing? Is a great skill. Yeah. His. So I'm not dead very set against quick it. with his hands. Actually, yes. I, I don't hate the idea. I just don't think it's going to happen. So, but, but, you know, who knows? Who knows what they have planned? They could completely rejig everything. I would love to see that, though. But we've got Ned Reeves coming through. So That's he's, right. He's yeah. probably, what, two to three years off? Yes. Oof. But then there's this question of what happens with Segler. You're implying that Segler goes. He'd be mad not to, wouldn't he? I think so. And I think we can afford to. I, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of the... Um, the pit net? The, yeah, pit nets, we'll, we'll keep him around, especially after the year he's had. I think he's really starting to be something. Uh, I think the Segler-McAvoy combination really does us very good. 
I mean, Segler missed that goal and was immediately dropped, so it's not like he's held in high regard. Missed that goal. I think he mean he had three chances that day against the Eagles, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, it's not just one. It's um, it's not just that. It's we know we can be good at goal on certain days, but it's about you know what he brings to the team with the blokes around him. I just don't think McAvoy and Segler works, and Segler's not going to be our number one. So. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think... You're putting a lot on McAvoy, though. That Well, that is my worry, yeah. And I'm placing a lot of faith that Pitto is going to continue to develop nicely. But if I had to guess, I'd say that... slow rucks. I know. If I had to guess, I'd say that Segler ends up at GWS. Okay. That'd be my guess. Well, right. He'd be happy with that. Oh, it should be. And GWS would be happy with that, I think. All right, so uh, you're, you're sitting with me on Friday night, aren't you? Apparently. Yeah. Where are we sitting? Do you have tickets? No, I haven't bought them yet. Okay, so it's going to be level four in the nosebleeds. Is that is that fine? Actually, what am I saying? No one's going to be there. There'll be plenty of tickets available. We could buy a bay at this point. <laughs> Who was the uh, unsolicited poster? And it wasn't either of your burner accounts, was it? <laughs> Here we go. Go on. That... Directed a tweet at Jeffrey. Yes, yeah, I have it here actually. It's from Stuart, uh, long-time listener Stuart, at Jeff Kennett. Any chance of getting a reserved bay for followers of Hawk Talk Pod for the final home game at Marvel against the Suns? It would be great for the club to lift the attendance numbers. It's also a potential farewell game for Ruffy. Could be a farewell game for a couple of blokes. We just don't know. Did we? Uh, did we get any takers on that? Or we've had a lot of people like it. But I tell you what you can do, listeners. If you find that tweet, you can retweet it. Get Poor, it some traction. Poor Jeff. Poor Jeff. Come on. He, spare what's me. What's he going to do? We're at Marvellous, the it's AFL's the... ground. <laughs> yeah, but you know how Jeff likes going up head-to-head against the <laughs> AFL. So he loved this. This is in his wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to be sitting there, and I'm going to be remembering the rant. Oh, Again, I say this every week. No pressure. No pressure. Ah, North Melbourne, the fake tough guy club. As comical as ever this year, you just can't sell the myth of the shin bonus spirit, can you? From big name free agents to coaching targets, everyone turns their back on the idea of Arden Street. I like how John Longmire rebuffed you big offer right after rocking up to that little reunion you had, as if to say, bugger this, I'll stick with rebuilding and not shit club, thank you very much. (laughs) Where is it all going wrong, North? I'm starting to think that that war chest of yours is just some cash stuffed underneath a mattress. Is it the on-field product, maybe? I'm disappointed that in season 2019 we didn't get that traditional North Melbourne trajectory. You know, the one burning brightly early in the season and then fizzling out spectacularly. There was something about the dashed hopes of your feral fans that amused me, North, and frankly, I miss it. Still, I suppose I'll settle for this week when the Hawks mop the floor with you from siren to siren. Friday night blockbuster? Nah, North. It's a party for Burgoyne. You're just hosting it. So roll out the red carpet, Kangas. Hawthorne's going to be the guests from hell. Oh, I like that one. But cheers, mate. Jeez, you really turn up for the North games, don't you? Bloody bet Hate I do. them with a passion. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's almost a crying shame because I'll be sitting with you guys, but... Oh, that's nice. Well, I hadn't finished. Listeners, wow. <laughs> Normally I'm standing that's in front of... best drive fight this time. <laughs> I've had a few. Yeah. Normally, I'm standing in front of the entire Bay of North supporters. Giving it to them. Oh, it's good fun. So, I'll be missing that. But no, I'm sure it'll be... D- I just want to know where we're sitting, okay? Because will norm- probably be on the fence. Ugh, I don't know about that. <laughs> you don't like the fence? Nah, I'm not a massive fan. Get on the coverage. Yeah, I like that less. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mate, if I'm on the coverage, that means you are. 
Yeah, but I'll have a hat and something. A record in front of your face, like a (laughs) (laughs) classic Wilson home improvement style. We'll organise something for you. Uh, All right, so let's get to some miscellaneous questions. Uh, Actually, before we get stuck into the Twitter stuff, we we um, well, this is a Twitter thing in a roundabout way. Got a DM from uh, Jack from Box Hill Hawks. He had an update on Harry Jones. Tis curious case of Harry Jones. So basically, he had a chat with Max Bailey. So you know. Exclusive, if, if you like. Yeah, coach of uh, the Box Hill Hawks. Now, Harry Jones, sensational season. Rounds 12 to 15 in particular, he averaged 27 touches, eight tackles, and nine clearances. Some good numbers. So basically, Jack had a chat with Max Bailey, and uh, it was revealed that the key to Harry Jones' form to that point was he was working closely with Marco Bello, or Marco Bello. Uh, <laughs> what? Unnecessary. I think it's quite necessary. I quite enjoyed that. Uh, worked with Marco and Sam Mitchell. Uh, as ever, Sam Mitchell's so instrumental in all these things. Just look at James Warple. Uh, so they saw him as a contested player, applying his trade, but they really wanted to add to the uncontested side of his game too. Working out running patterns, where to go when the ball's not in their possession, that sort of thing. Uh, it was actually in the Frankston game that he did his PCL. He did it in the first quarter tiers. Ooh. Yeah, so we were wondering when exactly it happened. It was in the first There was quarter. no indication nope. over the coverage that he'd done anything. That's because he played the rest of the game out to his, and he finished with 24 touches and 12 tackles. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, uh, this is a quote from Max. Uh, he's a tough bugger. He has this <laughs> desire to get better. Well, doesn't he just? And isn't he just? Now, Holy moly. Nash, Warple, and Jones are great mates, apparently. Okay. They'll just develop together. They'll be the new crew to take Hawthorne into the next premiership window. It's looking good. Uh, it's a big setback for um, for Harry Jones, the PCL injury, but again, as always, we look to 2020 and it's looking good. And I saw Connor Nash had a lot of nice things to say about uh, Mitch Lewis when he won his Rising Star. That's right, he did an article for um, the AFL Players yeah. site, didn't he? Yeah, that was good. And then Mitch repays the faith. And <laughs> I, yeah, I, I love seeing the... Uh, but it's, it's a generational thing now. Yes. Yeah, I, I like the bonds between the players. And also, I know I just added to my drive-by tally on Mitch there. Uh, yes. Everyone who listens to this podcast knows I'm a massive fan of Mitch, so I don't feel I have to defend it. What I will say, you're though... You're just broken-hearted. <laughs> yeah, well, yes. It's like you're a jilted lover, Nick. <laughs> All right, settle down. <laughs> Mr. Connor Nash fan club over there. <laughs> uh, no, it, what I will say is it just you got to keep in mind, like a lot of the team on that day, it's just a bad day. And it's Mitch Lewis's, what is his 12th game? All right. It, it, can, it can settle now. No, one more point. Before... He, got, he got carried away, all right? No, no yeah, I don't did. think He got ahead happened. of himself. Oh, you're the worst. All these phrases. <laughs> <laughs> Drop him back to Box Hill. Yeah, he needs, he needs a dose of reality. That's oh what he God. needs. Oh, my God. The worst. <laughs> It's because he played the part a little too well. (laughs) Mitch Lewis, just for the record, every game this year, bar Brisbane, he kicked a goal. And in the three weeks, I think it was, what, round 16 to 18. He's one of very few consistent multiple goal kickers. Yeah. So, finally, he's lowered his colours for one game, just has a bad day, and uh, I expect him to be firing against North. I surely hope that he does, because that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. I I would enjoy that immensely. If he can do something Kennedy-esque, it'll be great. Then you'll see me on the coverage. They yeah. won't be able to turn the cameras yeah. off me. I'll be carrying on that much. Yeah. You'll be on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to some uh, Twitter stuff here. We heard from Richard uh, at Hawk Talk Pod. I think we should have a crack at getting Shy Bolton at season's end. We tried that last year. He didn't come. Oh, he's out of contract. Young, fast, tackles, knows where the goals are. A bit of X factor. We were so 
we went so hard for him last year, I was very surprised he didn't make it to Hawthorne. So you're completely ruling it out, no chance? No. As in no, no chance or no? Uh, no, no, no. I mean, we've gone before. Uh, he's playing his best footy at Richmond. I'd be mm. stunned if they didn't keep him. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, we heard from George uh, at Hook Talk Pod. As supporters, we should be happy this year. The pluses are Warple, Lewis, Hanrahan, Cousins. We've never been thrashed. We've been competitive in every game. The back line's well structured. With the inclusion of Mitchell, Patton, and maybe a Canelio or Greenwood, a Pacey Ford, 2020 is looking good. So we're going to go with this? We're going to just tick Canelio here and that's it five years is the report well that yeah that's apparently the mail from uh what's his name Vlahos. yeah Peter Vlahos a broadcaster in WA who's made some pretty good calls from way out in recent history he called that Gaff was staying he said that Lockie Neal was headed to Brisbane right so that seems to be very Perth-centric rumours yeah so I don't know I don't know people seem to be buying into this well I would I want to go yeah. with it you're a little bit Hesitant. I, well, I just don't know. Like, I haven't heard of this guy until now. I mean, you can say they've been living under a rock, but I don't know who v- Peter Vargas is. Oh, that is. fella. <laughs> no, I don't know. I was going to tell you who Cornelio was. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm well aware, thank you. Um, how could I not be? No, no, I'm all over this. This is done. This has uh, happened. No, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he's on his way. I hope you're right, but uh, oh, you know me. I'm a little more cautious. Greenwood? Uh, Greenwood's... He has to be going somewhere. If it's not Hawthorne, he won't be in Adelaide. He's got good Twitter game as well. Does he? Didn't you see his tweet about uh, Eddie Betts being dropped to the... It's a very good way of pointing out how much talent is in the SANFL side for Adelaide. (laughs) When he goes, uh, I really feel for the volunteers at Glenelg for the SANFL uh, game on the weekend when they've got Betts, Gibbs... uh, there's Jacobs, yep. and there was someone else rolling around. So they're going to be massively And Greenwood himself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just a lovely way to drive by on Don Pike without actually being... It's very subtle. It's all I right. Like I, don't, it. I don't think Adelaide missed their stars on the weekend, do you? I mean, <laughs> no, they didn't need them. No, it's an elite performance. <laughs> it's an elite loss. Yep. <laughs> They did it well, didn't they? Now, I just want to say as well, um, I, I should give credit to Jacob for that little bit of a tip-off. He alerted us to that uh, Vlahos news and the Canelio stuff. Um, now, Tiz, I reckon that might be it. We might have had some tweets come through. It's always a dangerous game, recording on a Monday night, isn't it? Because there seems to be a lot happening in the footy world, just as we're, we're hitting record. You reckon there's a rising star in the offing? What, for Hawthorne? Yeah. You're kidding yourself, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought we played all right, but not that well. So can Walker come in for Friday night? I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't necessarily be against it. We've heard that his five goals weren't necessarily... Oh, come on. There's uh, still five goals. Well, that's that's my argument too. Like, you... I mean, there are a couple of free kicks and a couple of out the backs. Yeah, but you have but... to be in the right spot. You have yeah. to be doing something right to kick five. Yeah. Five, two, and then a couple he went without as well. So, yeah. He's got something. I mean, we know he's got something. Is it too soon? Probably. Yeah. I was going to say, you're such an advocate for bringing players up too soon. You're like, no, avoid it. Yeah. Well, that's not really an advocate. It's an anti-advocate. Yeah. What is the opposite of advocate? Write in at Hawk Talk Pod. Oh, Actually, we should just get to some social media stuff to wrap up. <laughs> that was a good segue. <laughs> See, I brought it all back around. Well done, Mel. <laughs> iTunes, rate and review us there. We've got some reviews from listeners I said would read out, so we'll get to those now. Ian UFO 17 a great, informative, amusing podcast of everything Hawthorne. Keep up the awesome work, guys. Well, thank you, Ian. 
That's uh, it's a nice, lovely little review you've left there. Uh, Giles 6. I look forward to listening to this pod every week. It's so good that I updated my iTunes after not using it for years <laughs> just to log in and give it a five-star rating. Oh, that's effort. That's above and beyond the Call of Duty. Uh, Al Blen. Boys, I love getting it twice a week. Oh, damn it. What's he referring Nick, to you've there? Made, you've made a rod for our own back. Oh, the bonus episode. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's still available. The really pleasing mini pod. Um, keep we'll do it, up. it every time we beat Geelong, eh? <laughs> <laughs> keep it up and see you at Jammu. Uh, we love recording twice a week. I wish we could. <laughs> that's something to work on. The thing is, these reviews are awesome, and this is exactly the kind of thing we need to keep this show, keep and it up and running it. and build it and make it bigger and better. So all this is great. You love getting it twice a week. This is exactly the right way to go about it. So thanks for all those guys there for leaving those reviews. Uh, jump on Twitter as well, at Pod. We're aiming to make it 1,600 followers by the end of the season. And you can find us on Facebook too, facebook.com slash hawktalkpod. I'll be posting the uh, celebrating Cyril special that we did on his retirement, which is absolutely worth a look. So keep an eye out for that as well. Okay, Nick, so who are the Washington Generals? <laughs> uh, yeah, you've seen that I've left a, um, a sneaky little question to last here. Uh, we heard from Dean at Hawk Talk Pod. Are the Gold Coast Suns the closest thing the AFL has to the Washington Generals? Please discuss. Okay. They're the, uh, they're the team that plays the Harlem Globetrotters. Oh, really? Yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> just, they're just like the... They're there to just get pantsed every single time. <laughs> what? Yeah. Really? This is an actual thing. Now, I have to tell a story. It'll be very brief. Okay. So I have a friend of mine who I should preface this by saying, and she'll never listen to this, Eve is is one of the uh, most intelligent and delightful people I've ever met. She's great, lovely person. So this is one out of the box for her. So she heads along. I, she is going to... Oh. This will get back to her somehow. She heads along to the Harlem Globetrotters game. And I know this because it comes up on Facebook. And she's recorded a video whilst at the game. Oh. And essentially she describes... This a phenomenal occurrence, okay? I just want to point out that she went into this game not knowing anything about the Harlem Globetrotters, not being, as far as I know, a basketball fan or anything. I don't think you need to say that. Well, okay, well, just, you know, I'm worried she'll hear it. Anyway, she did not know that it was scripted. So as far as she can tell, the Harlem Globetrotters are the best basketball team <laughs> that has ever existed. Look at them. They're amazing. And then the video itself <laughs> is a particular moment in the match where at some point there's been a bait and switch and the ball has been replaced by like a balloon that looks like a basketball. So when it starts floating up into the air, she's taking, I can only imagine how she felt at that moment. <laughs> I mean, to have that childlike wonder tis. Yeah. To, to actually sit there and go, Oh, oh my, my goodness. The, rule, the laws of time and space do not apply. They really are a great basketball team. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to end on that. I thought that was delightful. Sorry, Eve, but that is just incredible. We are a happy team at Hawthorne. <laughs>